This episode of the Two Fit Crazies in a Microphone podcast is brought to you by TFC Productions. Christine, what's the TFC stand for? Two Fit Crazies. Two Fit Crazy Productions? Yeah. Yeah, we produce some podcasts. So, um, you know, people always come up to us uh, and ask us how we can help them or, you know, what we can do. How did you get started in podcasting? What do I need? This and that. We Let got us you covered. help you. We Let got- us consult with you. We'll walk you through every step. Got you covered. And then from there, if you feel like recording and sending us the information, we'll produce it. We'll package it. We'll send it back to you nice with a bow on it. And uh, you just upload it yourself. And we'll uh, give you all those marketing tools and everything you need to do in the meantime. That's right. From the leaders in Podcasting 101. TFC Productions. So we're also brought to you by ContiFit.com, which is your virtual online fitness and wellness. You name it, you need it, we're here for you. And uh, make sure, check out the Let's Face It Together Facial Fitness and Rehabilitation Program, working with special populations around the world. Get virtually certified today. Don't miss out. Also brought to you by High Five Health and Fitness. We've got virtual online health coaching uh, sessions with me, uh, my company, High Five Health and Fitness. Uh, All the information, highfivehealthandfitness.com. It is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Make that sound again. Which one? The one you just did before I hit record. (laughs) (laughs) It was like... I don't know. Just warming up the pipes. I am. I am. So today, we have a really excited, enthusiastic, energetic guest from Oregon, West Coast, Dean D., Mac Innes. That's right. Oh, you guys are going to love him. Yeah, lots of fun. Love him. Talking wellness today, <gasps> talking corporate wellness, um, you know, and, and, uh, and a fellow who's uh, made a transition in his life for the betterment of his life. Um, he's got mm-hmm. his own podcast. What's the name of that, Christine? <gasps> Don't talk about it. With a question mark. Mm-hmm. Don't talk about it. Don't talk about it? Like, don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. So you'll uh, you'll get the feel for uh, for Dean's show uh, by hearing this episode uh, that he does with us. Uh, a lot of fun, a lot of insight into uh, corporate world, and um, you know, stopping what you're doing uh, if it's not making you happy anymore, and uh, something that we're pretty familiar with. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, just uh, kindred spirits here. Own your passion to fill your cup. That's what he says. I love it. I think that this is something that's great and we're going to get into it of what the heck is, you know, corporate wellness? What was he doing? Because we always think like, why would someone leave corporate wellness if, if you're into wellness and helping people? And very successful. Right. Right. So what causes someone that, you know, is doing something that should be so fulfilling for, for many, you know, even again, I talk about, I was teaching and people say, you're a teacher, you're changing lives. That should be fulfilling. And I'm like, but there's something that you're missing. And until, you know, if you're someone that feels that calling, that's kind of bigger than yourself and no, I'm not, you know, singing Kumbaya on the forest. Okay. Um, this is, this is a real thing. And if you do feel like you have this passion and you can change more lives, you know, you should go for it. And Dean is going to tell you about his story and what he did and how he is now changing lives at a bigger level. And we're pumped for him. Really good. Yeah, it was a fun, fun conversation. And, uh, you know, and uh, I think that uh, he's he's on his way. I think that, um, you know, he's going to be able to help a whole lot of people by, uh, you know, doing it his way mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, not uh, having the restraints of corporate business and that damn budget Budget came up a lot with this. Well, because you're always like, oh my God, you can't do that. The right. budget, the budget. I'm just, I was in education. No, actually, oh my gosh. No, absolutely. Damn budget. So it's our personal budgets and then the corporate entities bu- budgets and all these things. And, uh, you know, it's not and always what's wellness. It's not always conducive to wellness, right? I and, think that that's what we found. And by the way, everyone, listeners, wellness doesn't mean just going to the gym or eating, you know, more fruit and vegetables. There's more to wellness than physical, oh, yeah. by the way. So, you know, the next time you kind of poo-poo on wellness, how are you feeling today? Dig a little deeper. Are you anxious? Yeah. How's your sleep going? Hmm. Maybe that's how a little thinking? wellness too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Are you positive? Are you negative? How are your relationships? Yeah. Are you angry? Yeah. Mm. We call those primary foods. Yeah. Hmm. They nourish us just the same. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Are you... Do you love yourself? <laughs> oh, there's a good one. Christine, do you love yourself? 
All right, let's get into this episode here. We got Dean D. McInnes, uh, host of Don't Talk About It, and uh, he's a wellness consultant. So here we go. Enjoy. Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Too Fit Crazy. In the microphone. We are where it's at. Brian, you know where it's at today? Putting the D and Dean. <laughs> we are. <laughs> we are straight from Oregon. So we've got a little West Coast action coming at us today. And Dean D. McInnes, how are you today? I am having a Fantastic Friday, Christine. How are you? How are you, Brian? Good. Best day ever. Oh, right? yeah, see? That's the best talking point. How's your day? Best day ever. I mean, literally, I tell people that in marketing classes. Like, respond like that. And people are like, are you being a jerk? Are you serious? Is it why? And then now you've got a client. You're welcome. I've been saying that for years. Like, years oh, and years stop. and years. No, I swear to you. And then... I forget who it was, came on the podcast and they were like, this is what I say, best day ever. And I'm like, wait, you know, mother, like, that's mine. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, now I'm not yes. having the best day because you took my line, but that's yeah. all right, you know. Oh my Did God. you respond with that you were having a better day? Well, yeah, I can't wait for tomorrow. <laughs> they just get better and better and better. Oh my gosh. Dean, what's going on? What are you up to today? So um, today has actually started off really nice. Um, I spent some time with my new routine, which is doing a little meditation in my garden. Um, my wife and I um, are kind of homesteaders. And so I've got this big, massive, like, area of corn. One of my favorite things to do is go sit down in the morning and have a little meditation. Um, you know, the corn kind of blocks me in and it allows me to just kind of focus on uh, where I'm going to direct my energy for the day. And obviously all my energy is getting directed into this podcast. <laughs> nice. And as long as no children walk out of those corn, we're in a good place. Right? I know if we, if we had children come out of the corn, I would have more questions because my wife and I currently don't have kids. <laughs> that movie scared the hell out of me when I was younger. Have you seen that? Children of the Corn, yeah. Malachi. Oh, my god, Freaky. Okay. Oh, I'm out of that loop. I yeah. was always too scared as a kid for the Halloween movies or the scary movies. Oh. I stuck to, like, comedy and action. Yeah, so did I, except for those rare occasions where, for some reason, I, like, got sucked in, like, a vortex and scared to death and slept with crosses under my pillows. That was uh, yeah, me. Yeah, I was never a big fan of those no scary hard no. i don't know why they just always I got thought that dark were... and twisty stuff in my mind i don't need to watch it on television <laughs> <laughs> no, right. you don't need to pur purposely give yourself your cup runneth over <laughs> <laughs> oh so. man so our listeners out there i know that you know no one ever falls you know onto our podcast without a good story so i got oh. this i was having a good day i was just telling brian that Brian's like, so how did you come across Dean and what's going on? Because he usually asks me because I'm the booker. And he's like, what you know, What kind of scary stalking story do you have now, Christine? And I'm like, no, no. I was like, here's what happened. I was like, I was having a good day. I don't normally pick up my phone a lot, you know, unless it's like certain certain people. Because like you never know what you're going to get, honestly. And you never know, you know, what you're in for when you pick up the phone. Voicemail sometimes. is your friend. Right. So, yes. and, you know, I was I was on like a Zoom call or something. I missed a call. I, I look, I get this you know, this, um, voicemail and it's like, Hey, um, I heard of you through someone who took a session at SCW with podcasting and, you know, and said to call you. And I was like, Hmm, all right, cool. I'll call you back. Okay. <laughs> and it was Dean and you have a cool story and you're super energetic. And I was like, I like this guy. Yeah. Let's get, let's get him on a show. This is gonna be good. Let's, Fellow podcaster. Yeah. 
Uh, so thanks, Christine. that was really fun. Um, and I always think it's like, you know, things happen for a reason. And then we hear like you have this whole awesome background and all right, we got to get into it. So how the, like, how the heck did you f- hear from someone who took my course to what were you doing? What's going on? All right. So Brian has always talked about epiphanies and my story kind of begins with epiphany at 35 that just kicked me in the face. And um, it got me to where I currently am, which is in the middle of a life change. Um, So to answer your question directly, Christine, uh, Chris is a gentleman who um, is at one of our sister communities. I was part of a 12-year career up until June. I just left it um, working as a wellness uh, executive and a corporate consultant for other communities. So um, this gentleman is somebody who I've been consulting and brainstorming with. And, you know, like you, he's just a good person. He's got great energy and he's, he's focused on the substance. And, uh, he called me and he said he met this lady, Christine. She's got this awesome energy and insight. I think you guys would get along. And uh, I just went for it. And Christine calls me back and I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> she actually called me. Nobody calls me back. You know, when you, when you did you say that, and I was like, really? There, oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, all right. I've reached out to people before and been like, you know, hey, I, I think you have some really great topics. I'd like to brainstorm with you on a few things. And it's like crickets. So Christine definitely shocked me, calling me back and um, presented an awesome opportunity to collaborate and kind of share my major focus right now, which is following your passion to fill your cup because how it looks isn't always how it feels. And and that's where, where I'm in today. I'd be happy to give you a, a nice long-winded version of that. Let's have it. So 12 years at a, you know, a job where you, you know, your job description is wellness and you get to, you know, hopefully uh, help people, um, you know, get around a little bit better in life. Um, and that wasn't good enough. What happened? Yeah. So, um, so I'll kind of set the tone. My wife always says that whenever I tell a story being ADHD, I have to tell like six stories leading <laughs> up to my point just to kind of set the tone. So, we need to speed up. Let me know. So kind of what happened is I graduated Oregon state. I was super excited to be a physical therapist and I applied to school. I applied to three different schools. Didn't get in. My GPA wasn't high enough. And I had a decision of either going back to school or, uh, you know, moving on to something else. And an opportunity came up with a community here in uh, Southern Oregon to be a, it was called recreation assistant. So uh, I took this job and I started off in a closet with uh, with a st- team of like two people. It was uh, me and, and the director of recreation at the time. We were focused more on, I would say like activities. I were, I almost actually quit my first two weeks because I was like, this, this is not my jam. This, this isn't anything what I'm like hoping for. And, uh, and I stuck in it and, um, I've been the, I was there for three years before I became promoted to the director position. I proposed a new program called wellness focusing on six dimensions. And from there it's grown into a legacy that I realized I, I don't need to be a part of in the way that I was holding on to it, to be a part of it. Um, so this, this job position grew and I turned it into uh, a team of uh, seven people. We're offering everything from like Parkinson's rehab to myofascial release and uh, educating people about how to take care of themselves, um, not just provide a service, but provide an education. This grew into a platform that went to our corporate level. And then I started traveling to other communities and splitting this out there and getting it going. And, um, and then about a year ago, we had a, a management shift and uh, the focus started becoming budget and kind of what you can do within those budget limitations. And 
as I kept driving and kept driving, I mean, I, I was somebody who for the last five years I won or I received and earned uh, an excellence in wellness for two years in a row, a collaboration award prior to that, a leadership award prior to that. And I spoke nationally to our conference about their own well-being. And I, I thought I had got there and it just never felt how I wanted it to. And I realized it was because everything I was hitting was like, think of the iceberg. I was hitting just the surface level, just the symptoms. And I was ignoring the cause. And the cause is where my passion was really fired up when I first started this job. And it's turned into something that I've gotten further away from. Um, so when COVID hit, my wife and I had a hard reality check. And we started talking and she had mentioned about how I haven't been seeming right. I haven't been feeling right. Um, I'm coming home. I'm exhausted. And she, you know, told me, babe, you're, you're giving yourself to everybody except yourself. And I was like, oh my God, you're right. I'm chasing something and I don't even know what I'm chasing. And as I started thinking a bit more, it's like, I have this burning passion to really get to the root of things and what I saw was our employees and our residents were all focusing on these underlying issues like anxiety and depression and um, you know big changes in their life and those were an area because of my limit in my structure of my job those were areas that I I had to ignore because they weren't part of my job description, even though they fell right under my wheelhouse of six dimensions of wellness. So, um, so I made a decision to leave the company and um, I have, I left an incredible team that I know will continue my legacy or the legacy of wellness. It's not mine. It's ours. We share it. We encourage living life together. And, um, I know they'll continue that moving on. So I started a podcast called don't talk about it with a question mark. Um, it was kind of funny when I first started it, it, it got, it was in April. Um, and it got like, you know, 30 listens for the whole month. <laughs> and I was like, Oh my God, you know, I, I need more of an audience. And then I, I realize why am I doing this? I'm doing this for my own self growth. So does it really matter how many listeners I'm getting? No. Model it. Model what you find is your best expectation of you. And other people will see that passion and cling to that, follow that. So I really started moving forward with just putting it out there. And I started talking about the issues that I see. I mean, I was doing one-on-one -on -one employee wellness consulting. I was doing our new HR onboarding. And I was seeing like the struggles that were hitting with people with insurance and low income and, you know, lack of education. I mean, if you want to go somewhere to get fixed, you're dependent on, you know, a doctor, a chiropractor, a massage therapist, and they give you those tools, but they don't give you a lot of times the education that you need for those tools. And I'm not saying that's everybody. A lot of people are great educators in their profession. Um, but I just saw this need that I every day wasn't able to address. And, and, and that's what kind of the basis of this podcast was, is to put it out there and say, Hey, we all have the same struggles, very similar struggles. It doesn't matter if I didn't get that job at NASA or I didn't get that job cleaning blue rooms, you know, cleaning outhouses. <laughs> disappointment feels like disappointment on every level. And because we put them on this hierarchical scale, we instantly discredit ourselves. And I just wanted to be this model to show people through my passion, through my energy, through my vulnerability and my own self-growth, that there's a better, a, another way, another perspective. And so I, this podcast is still going strong. I actually last month got 500 listens for the there whole you month. Go. It, 
Yeah, it's so far from your 5,000 listener base. <laughs> but that's the thing. I'm not trying to compare. I'm just, and what's happening is people are calling me and emailing me and they're saying like, your stories really help because I always saw you as somebody who was happy and energetic and you're sharing kind of the undergrowth of that iceberg. And I realized that I have that too. And it's like, and if you can do it, I can do it. And we're really touching into the core of this. So the podcast was like the start of it. And I'm now on Podbean, Apple podcast, Spotify, and Google podcast. And it's, it's growing and it's just a free self-help tool that I'm really wanting to get out there for people. But then the other factor that cuts, that follows that up is I went and started my own business. Who the hell starts their own business in the middle of a pandemic, you two? Seriously. We do. We, we, we did. did. We did. Right? Yep. Oh, my God. You guys did? Yeah. We started our, our um, podcasting production company. It was like, hey, wh- what pandemic? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Hey, time. we're still moving right? forward. There's no going backwards at this point. What's right. uh? What's the business you started? What's uh? What's that? So it's a uh, Dean D McInnes Wellness Consulting, um, and it's based on the the program of Well Balanced Solutions. And this idea comes from working with people individually and at a community level. And um, the way that it functions, it literally just started to to take off here in the last few weeks. And that nerve-wracking part of the last few months has been like, oh, my God, what did I do? (laughs) (laughs) I gave up, like, a salary, you know, a retirement, insurance, a future to just throw it into the wind for your passion. Um, you're sitting. You're, you're yeah. in a really good company right I, now. I was gonna say, look, look. As someone who's been there, that's normal, yeah. man. Just roll with it, all right? <laughs> right? God, it reminds me of like Bernie Brown with her FFTs. You know? You guys ever heard that? Oh yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh yeah. Can I say that on air? Yeah, go for it. The the fucking first times. Yeah. And and you know and it's like it is. This is my FFT and. I appreciate that encouragement. And it was like, you know, last week I was like, oh, you know, things are starting to trickle in. And this week it's like, boom. And so what what somebody told me a long time ago before they passed away is that people don't get behind anything without substance. They just don't. And so if you can get out there with a mission and a passion, focus on that. And the the financial end of it will come. But it's so hard because we want to flip that. We want our finances to come first. Mm-hmm. So so putting it out there, and as of this week, here it's Friday, I've got this awesome podcast with you two. And, I mean, that's like one big perk right there. Huge. I mean, that that is the biggest perk right there, right? And the other things that are factoring into it is I just started Irons in the Fire working with our local university, we have students right now that their college career just got wiped. I mean, the days of like Halloween parties and like, you know, stumbling home and, you know, having fun with your friends. It's like the the big classes and the camaraderie. I mean, a lot of that is changing for a lot of people, especially here in Southern Oregon. They're online only in our university. It's and um, so, so I just started working with the school about um, addressing this constructive conversations with students. Like, are you in a toxic environment? Are you sitting in your room all day soaking, you know, in what you're not able to do? How do we introduce an alternative perspective? Um, the same thing started happening with a, a local memory care community as well. And the conversations are going. And it's like, I realize that if I put myself out there for what I feel is passionately my purpose, I don't need to go looking for the right fit because the right fit will come into fruition if I focus on the proper topic, which is the mission. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can say, ask somebody, Hey, how's it going? And they'll give you something, they'll give you something to 
work on and fix or to not fix, but, you know, just to kind of dig deeper. And uh, I think that, uh, you know, as things have changed, how's that going? How's it going? And there it is, you know, there's, there's something for it for you in that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, um, just reinstowing value into people. Um, so one of the examples I'm going to bring up is there, I created this new program and I'm actually working with a local massage uh, clinic to try to bring it in is, have you guys heard of HydroWorks? Mm-hmm. I'm sure you have. So I invented a new HydroWorks technique and um, it it's a combination of rehabilitation for stroke and Parkinson's and it's a blend of myofascial release. Um, it was something that I introduced into uh, my business right before or my, the community I worked for right before I left for about the last year. And we really started to see people change. I mean, benefit because you have the weightlessness of the water mm-hmm. and you're introducing this element of massage into it as well. So you remove the restriction and you start opening up people a little bit more. Well, what comes with that is, is value. You're showing somebody that you want to give them something more than just a treatment, right? You want to give them a better feeling. And, and this, you know, with COVID, it's like the whole job just changed. I mean, right now I can't get in the water and work with people one-on-one. We're just in Oregon. Our restrictions are just not there. We're not allowed to do it. And so all these kind of programs and areas that I had started to develop just got put on hold. And it, it comes back to life gives you lemons or lemonade. I say perspective gives you lemons or lemonade. And it was all these programs that we started to build and they just stopped. And it's like, okay, where's the focus? And the focus is that we've all had this huge change in our lives. And I feel like if I can be an example to share with people the changes that I'm experiencing and how you can redirect those to your own benefits, your own perspectives, your own well-being, um, it, it really dives into this sense of value and it, it questions where humanity lies in the workforce at large. Well, it always goes and, back to money, you know, it's, yeah. And that's what's sad and also realistic about the world in which we're not only living, but in, in the paths and the industry, you know, like we're in the wellness, we're in the, we're trying to help, we're trying to improve life for people, improve the quality of life. And there's a huge value in that. And I love the fact that you said, you're like, listen, if, you know, if you go after your passion, people will come into your life. Or if you put yourself in those positions that are like-minded and give you those opportunities, as opposed to forcing yourself upon people who it falls upon deaf ears, because that's not their thing. Yeah. So on that note, Christine, you, you bring up a, a great point and I'm, I'm going to give you a, a, an example of that because that's part of my re- realization is that the company I worked for, they show up for the bottom line. And like I would, and this, I'm not speaking like everybody in the company is this way, but like our overall mission is budget. How does this affect the budget? You know, how does this shift the budget? Oh, you know, with COVID there's budget cuts. And, and it's like, I, you're, I'm walking in and I'm throwing out these ideas for like employee wellness, like proper training, you know, all these areas that are going to really help us get back on point with constructive conversations. Like, are we actually putting out videos to these employees to talk about um, things that are like helpful and, you know, possibly bothering them right now? Like, for example, the repeated hand washing. So, I mean, when we first started that, all our knuckles and everything were raw, right? And I came up with this dumb little video. It was it was great. It was called Dry Time is My Time. And <laughs> <laughs> just laughing out, man. It, I was just like, I feel like if you got to put yourself out there, you got to remove any judgment. Like, you know, if you feel good about it, just stick with that. <laughs> and so, so Dry Time was My Time. 
and it was this little video. It's like, hey, everybody, when we're washing our hands, you're getting all bruised up and everything. But when you dry your hands, why are you drying quick and aggressively? Why don't you take 10 extra seconds to, like, more blot your hands? Right. And we're not abrasively hitting those knuckles over and over and over and over again. And now we're not going through the rest of the day with our hands hurting us, which is a distraction, which means we're not concentrating on what we're doing as much. And it's like constantly like, you know, it's like that when you get like a sticker in your shoe, and you, but you can't take it off yet. And you're just like, Oh, it's just like right there. And I just want to get after that. Like that's where I felt with, with, um, with the company is it was like, why are we ignoring the sticker? And, and so like what you were saying is it's all about money. And, you know, my, this last lecture I gave um, was at, it was back in February at a national conference. And this is how I'm, I'm pulling the back to your point back in Christine is I, I ended with this quote that was, if you don't make time for your wellness, you'll be forced to make time for your illness. And that's kind of what I saw is we had switched over to this operations and we weren't making time for the wellness. And so it was like, I needed to get my shoe off and get after that goat head that's stuck in my shoe. And, and for me, that was coming home and talking to my wife that day about quitting my job and looking for the, the right audience. How did that go over, by the way? <laughs> hey, I'm oh gonna my quit God. my job, and um, yeah. So what? What? Again, we've we've already done this, so we know the answer. Yeah. So I'm always <laughs> yeah, these right. conversations. Curious too. as to how it went for everybody else. Um, what'd she say? Oh yeah. So, but uh, her eyes definitely bulge out of her head for a minute, and, and uh, um, but she instantly replied with "Why?" and I told her, I said, I'm not happy. And she looked at me and she said, okay. That's it. That's nice support. That's some really good support. It was, it was like COVID was a time where I, where I realized that if you marry somebody you love, that's great, but you also need to marry somebody you like. (laughs) <laughs> and supports you that's for sure yeah <laughs> yeah i mean because you know she and i were you know stuck home for a while together and you know we both invested in you know good quality noise canceling headphones so we didn't have to listen to each other and, and uh, um but when i started to tell her this she she asked why and i said because i'm not happy she said good i'm glad you finally see that See and, and look, I mean, look, those two things are mirroring each other, right? Like you're you're unhappy, and you're you know you've got this thing, and and you're you know really your probably most biggest concern was budget, right? You're no different yeah. than the corporate entity that's telling you we can't do all these things that are going to be good for us because well budget, and you know you're 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 in the trap too, and it's and it's a common trap. A lot of people are are really um you know um sunk by that just you know chasing a dollar. And but why you're unhappy, right? Why are these why are these employees unhappy? Because they're not doing the things that they need to do. You're not doing the things that you need to do either. And it's all because of budget. And you know yeah. what? I'm gonna jump in on this one too. I'm pointing my finger at Brian. I don't pointing know why. At me. I don't know the why. The hell I'm is that? <laughs> um, but the what I hear over and over and over with all corporate wellness and this and you know with all these fitness companies and everyone wants to you know all the big fitness people want to get into corporate wellness. I mean that's yeah. really a great a great thing and it's also great money and it's stability however the companies come back with the same thing all the time of where are the numbers that yeah. show what you're doing ROI is is actually going to improve productivity it's going to decrease people being absent you know it how show me how it saves money in the insurance of them not getting sick as much and i'm like well, we haven't tried it yet. So can we, you know, and the other thing is, is like, do you need so those numbers or do you need like, hey, you know what, my, I would much rather work for a company that provides medical or provides dental or per, it's the same idea. Like you want to be, you want to work harder for people that care about your health. We need, I'm sorry. We need decision makers that look at it. As like, these are employees, yes, but it's family, right? 
I want to yeah. take care of my family. I want to provide them with the tools that are really going to help them be the best at whatever it is that they decide to do. Right. Right? They may, yeah. I may do such a good job that they walk in and quit because they want to be like Dean. Right? You know what I mean? Like that, but that's great. Like, like in a sense, like wouldn't you want your kid to do that? You know, to go yeah. be happy. And, and they, they look at it, you know, from a dollars and cents um, standpoint when really what they need to look at is, is this is a family and it's going to work a whole lot better if everyone's happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's a, that patient side too that I just feel like isn't there. Um, and like the example I bring up is, I mean, I was the, um, the director for uh, what, nine years and in that amount of time, I only had two people that I hired leave. And one was to go volunteer to work for, um, as a volunteer advocate for kids in, in uh, abusive homes. And I mean, who doesn't support that? Please do that. <laughs> and and the, the, the other one was for a, a teacher or somebody who wanted to go back to school and get a teaching degree to work with. Um, she has a, a child um, with um, autism and um, she's really wanted to go back and follow her passion. And I'm like, you know, I'll do that. But what I like was nerve wracking to me. And what my point is, is it's like our environment, like our wellness team that we had was full of creativity, empowering them. Like somebody would come to me and ask a question. First time I asked them, what would you do? Yeah. And we had like no turnover, no turnover. The rest of the company turnover like crazy. And it's like, here's your numbers and you're not even freaking looking. <laughs> right. <you know? laughs> and, and so like what you're saying to your point is it's like, I just realized that this just isn't my audience. Like I've shown them the numbers. And so I, I left with that same mindset that like what I have here, what we create together is the future of wellness because like you were saying, a lot of people want to get into senior fitness but and corporate um, like CCRCs and retirement communities. But here's my approach. Each one is different and unique and has a foundation. And that's what you utilize to build your culture and your communication. And I heard once that culture is basically good habits or bad habits allowed. And I was like, oh, my God, that makes a lot of sense. But what you establish is a sense of culture. And what's interesting is you watch the residents and you watch the employees and they have all this level of like well-being focused. And then it's like there's a complete disconnect up at the top. And, you know, working from the bottom to being, you know, all the way up to, you know, a corporate representative, I, I saw this direct disconnect. And, um, and so I thought, you know, if I stay in here long enough, I can change the direction. I can prove. I can show. And then you realize, like, it's kind of like a bad relationship. No matter how many times they tell you they're going to stop doing that, like, you, you just realize that it just ain't ever, ever going to change. And, and it's like, this model works. And I'm going to take it somewhere and start to show it to people who actually want to listen to it. And I quit on uh june 19th of this year and on saturday i got a call from somebody directly who said oh i heard you left and i'm like i did and they said good and i'm like what and they go i've been waiting for you to leave for five years you want to come work for me <laughs> <laughs> and so those calls have started to come in and like this morning i got this awesome podcast with you two i had a couple video sessions um, with some uh, two CNAs and one nurse who are just like really struggling through this. And I just starting to fill up my cup and show this example. And anybody I work with, I give out my podcast as a self-help tool because I feel like you can't be a hypocrite in the wellness world. Mm-hmm. It's like if you do, you instantly get put into like, oh, that's just box programming. And box programming is great with the proper follow-up, the proper person in charge to lead that kind of going in. Like, Christine, I bring up your your um, myofascial release program that you have. And um, 
I, I'm drawing a blank. I wrote it down and then I'm like, oh, I'm drawing a blank now that I'm on air. Oh, the let's it, face it together. That, yes. that, yeah, for the Parkinson's yeah. and all the special, you know, um, populations. It's just. Oh, it's an incredible. I actually, I sent it out to everybody that I know who I've worked with. with yeah, that's our, right. With, <laughs> yep, I, 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 I wrote down a few emails and I'm like, all right, there are 13 communities I'm sending this to. Bam, off it goes. I mean, because it's really good stuff, but like, most people aren't looking for those Brock's programs. The only way that you get those to work is by constantly pushing your passion out there to say that this works. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like I was hitting a brick wall every time and nobody was listening. And it like started to debilitate me. It really started to break down my self-confidence. And, you know, I've been, I've been out for, you know, like a, a month now or a little over a month. And, and it's like, I, Oh my God, there is, this is correct. There is people listening. You just weren't in the right fit, but it looks so good, right? Like it looks so good. You're the corporate guy. You're the wellness guy. You're the wellness director. Like, I mean, in wellness director, I literally infiltrated that place. Like my uh, wife used to work at a coffee house, a really popular coffee house, um, I always forget like what companies you can say and not say on air. So I just kind of refrain. Um, it rhymes with raw like, rocks. Yeah, 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 raw, 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 raw. Sounds like, you know, I love it. Um, and so, but like this company that she started working for, like you weren't even allowed to go there until you went through all the training. You had proper customer service, like mm-hmm. you knew the mission and then they put you in. And like with, with what I was witnessing was this budget, it's like, oh, we just got to get somebody in there. And then nobody learns how to do it right. So I started implementing these classes about like safe body mechanics lifting. Like I love the book, um, Becoming a Supple Leopard and like focusing on how a lot of that applies to like these RN and lifting techniques and how we do all these different things that constantly cause us issues. And it's like really looking on the cause, right? Not the symptoms. So we started infiltrating or implementing all these different programs and everything was great up until I said about a year, year and a half ago. And then it became budgets. Things started getting pulled. Oh, we don't have the money to bring everybody in to meet for that training. And, you know, it just started like kind of fiddling out or phasing out. And, um, and it's like, well, just because that's phasing out, why can't I continue that? Right. And, and it was like, holy shit, I can't. Like you don't have to give up on your passion just because your, your parents or your friends or, you know, the people you interact with tell you that you're killing it in life, that you're succeeding, that you're doing well. I feel like if it doesn't feel good at the root of the core, then I I think you need to start asking yourself why. That's it. I had three, I made it jobs. I had made it. I could have still been there. Yeah, I mean, because, you know, the money was right and, you know, and it was like, I, I have a friend of mine who I always say, I can, I can give you, I can get you a job in a second. I said, all I got to do is promise you, you get to wear a tie and you get a laptop. And he's like, I'm in, you know, cause it was kind of like formal, you know, it was like, yeah. it, it, you know, as long as it like kind of looks, you do, it, that's like, yeah. who are you? Yeah. I'm a- <laughs> yeah it's like, it, it kind of just like looked the, the, you know, you're playing a role and it's none mm-hmm. of it. And, and look, I, if I, if I did stay there and I did, you know, uh, stay in my, I made it job, uh, then, uh, you know, everything would have probably been all right, except for me, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and, and that's, that's just not, you know, acceptable at all. And, uh, you know, I just, uh, I'm, I'm happy for you, man. I think, uh, I think you need to tell us a little bit what it's going to be like moving forward. Where do you see it? What do you think of, um, you know, is it going to go? Is it going to follow along the same set of tracks uh, that you've already established and with the, um, with, with your corporate stuff or is it, you know, is it going to be completely different? Um, great question, Brian. I, two, two, I've got two different routes. The first route is make sure you always keep it open. Like if, if you're blocking it kind of like, it reminds me of if we constantly look for a specific version of what we seek, we will always miss altered opportunities to obtain it. I like that. And, th- thank you, sir. That's that's a personal quote on my part. I, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I got to steal a little credit for that one. <laughs> um, but 
but that's just kind of what I got into is like looking for how it looks. Right. So, so you're asking how it's going to go moving forward. And I know the foundation of where my passion is like the six dimensions of wellness program with well-balanced solutions. That is the core of the structure. So like that itself, I do not plan on changing um, at this point in time, but I'm not closed off to it, but that's, I mean, let like let's face it together like that's the program that's what you're doing but the the implementation process is what's open is and you know like i've got a couple irons in the fire for working with other ccrcs um but like our local university just called out and i'm super intrigued by working with students and maybe instead of helping people enjoy the last years of their life, I might be open to, I'm really open to the fact of, I might be able to have an impact on people on a younger age. Right. And, you know, there's this other area um, of working with some local community medical clinics um, because there's so many patients that can't afford services, um, but they can afford a meeting with me to get the tools and things like that to get there. Um, but on a larger scale, I think working with that business to establish a wellness mindset is great. But if that wellness mindset isn't there, I mean, is there, then you start looking at how you can spread that out and build upon it. So the way I see myself growing is unpredictable, which I think is great. I'm going to try that approach is, you know, just keep yourself open to what calls might come in, what you might see in passing, you know, like somebody might send you a thing and say, Hey, you should talk to Christine with two fit crazies on a microphone. <laughs> and, you know, you, you never know where it's going to go, but I'm extremely um, confident that the basis that I developed over the last 12 years or works the implementation for that is up for grabs. So right now I'm focusing my time both on an individual level with uh, video appointments, um, working with uh, some connecting the dots for people. And um, with my ADHD, one thing is I'm super hyperactive, but I'm also very creative. We would always get to like a class and it'd be, you know, come up with an, an idea or a couple ideas about how to go about something. And, you know, the rest of the class would have two, three, maybe five. And then I would come in with like 13. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, literally, when I left this company, I have 25 programs on a, on a, on a uh, zip drive that I haven't even opened to implementation yet. And it's exploring those avenues. So um, I'm really looking for some local connections that I've already established uh, through through my, I would say, post-career. But I'm also open to new adventures. I mean, working remotely and maybe doing some traveling, uh, you know, within limitations. And But I feel like the apply all is there. And I really want to push my podcast out there because I feel like it's a great free self-help tool. So like, if you don't, is that don't anything, talk about it with a question mark? Yes. That's don't talk about it. You are so much better. That is don't talk about it with a question mark. Follow me. Like subscribe. Yeah, you can email me directly at gmail.com. If you love what I'm doing, um, but it's like, I want to get that free self-help tool out there because it's not so much self-help. I keep saying that, but it's more like self-relation. Yeah. We're able to relate to something else. And you're like, oh, maybe I'm not the only one who's struggling through this. But I mean, I tend to be somebody who takes the Babe Ruth approach. Like I, I swing big and I like Christine, I, I'm like, I want to hit this out of the park. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, for all I know, I mean, a year from now, I could have my own podcast show and promoting things and going out there. Or, I mean, I could be working with six different corporations, helping them all find the culture that speaks to them through my guidance, creativity, and programs. 
Yeah. And he's one of my spokespeople for <laughs> Let's Face It Together. Apparently, this is yeah. this is very helpful. We'll 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 cut we'll cut a revenue deal off the air. All right, we'll talk about that later. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let, let me know how I can help with you, that. You've mentioned it a few <laughs> you mentioned it a few times here, so I want to I want to ask you what they are. The six sure. uh, dimensions, the six degrees of wellness, the six dimensions. What are they? The six what? We have six dimensions of wellness. There you go. Yeah. So, um, and there's a lot of different ones. Like some people throw in educational, some people throw in like environmental, you know, we really focus on physical. We focus on the emotional side of things, the spiritual, um, intellectual, you know, you're talking about vocational. So, I mean, all these areas, but what, you know what those are, those are a visual recognition for people to put on paper and see what might be missing in their life. Because so much of the time we are constantly looking externally for internal fulfillment. So I feel like when you literally sit down with these dimensions, the dimensions are nothing more than a visual focal point. So like emotional, like, yeah, I've got a ton of different programs for emotional, but I want to hear about yours. And it reminds me of doing, getting the right fit, like we're talking about today. So there was this lady I was working with recently, and she's been trying to lose weight for a while. She constantly goes to the gym, and she's always embarrassed by how she looks. And I asked her, I was like, why do you go to the gym to work out? Yeah. And her answer was, because that's what you do. And it's like, but who's who's asking those questions? Who's challenging you why? Right. You know, because it doesn't always need to look the way it looks. So you know what she does now? She walks her dog. Yeah. And, and now her dog's eating some exercise. She's feeling better about being out. And, like, it's those simple steps. It kind of reminds me. You guys ever see What About Bob? Yeah. Of course. Baby right? steps. Dr. Leo Marvin. Okay. So it's like baby steps, right? But I feel like we can't accomplish baby steps unless we put the focus there. And we, we don't. A lot of times we focus on we got to be at the end result yesterday. Instead of, like, what are the steps that I take to get there? Acknowledge those steps focus on those steps and take the time to appreciate what you're doing. Don't, don't be like, Oh, you know, Oh, I lost 10 pounds, but it took me two weeks. Hey, you lost 10 pounds. Stop with that sentence mm -hmm. right there. You know? And so I think it, for me, it's, it's a lot of opening up that creativity box because at the end of the day, my creativity was put inside budget box and and now it's like there is no budget box it's yours it's mine and so it's like really pushing forward with a perspective of showing people that you can do it different that there's another way to do it and it comes with taking the time to focus and make it a priority, whether it's in yourself, whether it's in a relationship or whether it's with a corporation. If you don't focus on where your priority should be, then you're never going to get there. So I want to talk to those people who are listening, who are open to hearing how well-being can really help all their employees. I mean, if you think about it, one person comes in and is having a shitty day. And they're in a community with a thousand people. Every interaction is a ripple effect of their bad mood constantly transcending out. So if we can all focus on ourselves individually, how to empower ourselves and then bring that best version of ourselves to our community and make that the priority through that focus then you have this ripple effect of positivity instead. And then you start to see, like we did this with our closed memory care um, community, and we started to see that residents weren't falling as much. Employees weren't, weren't projecting their anxiety onto, and, and not intentionally, but you know how when you're anxious about something, people realize it before you do most of the time. Mm -hmm. So teaching the proper tools to create a sense of, comfortable 
community because those are the teams that when push comes to shove, they all get behind each other because they're all on the same page. They're all on the same mission. But taking the steps to focus each little bit at a time and make it an effort, make it a priority. And then you end up with a culture across the board that has flipped. And you end up with like the wellness department with no turnover, with employees every day that I feel should be paid at least double what they're making. But they show up every day because they love the team. They love the support. They know that because like my budget's limited and I can't give them more. I'm going to be the guy who brings them coffee on Fridays. I'm going to be the guy who takes that extra time to praise them. I'm going to give them an avenue of value that's not through money because that's where I'm limited. And you realize that when you give people that the focus changes and yeah, we all need money to survive, but we don't need money to be happy. Well, that's our society though. And that's, I mean, this is all ingrained. And what I do want to say is that we can't discredit the fact that number one, um, you know, people listening to this podcast or even, you know, that are promoting wellness, sometimes when you bring wellness into a company, those are the people, the, the people that are working there, those are the people, they're at that job because they do value money and they do want that big paycheck and they want the flashy car and, and those are the people that have been programmed to believe that money equals success. And coming in sometimes as the wellness person, as healthcare um, you know, yeah. as fitness, we are sitting here, people look at us like we're freaking hippies, like, you know, <laughs> like singing Kumbaya right. with our freaking guitar yeah. because they're like, who the hell is this talking about whatever? I got to get back to my job because yeah, this health, is that, that health, health girl. She just eats like, yeah, she just eats whatever and runs all day and, <laughs> you know, she doesn't and drinks water and, and sings about, you know, nutrition. And I'm like, meanwhile, I'm like, listen, asshole, like, I actually, yeah, like I actually am not that person. I do like money. However, what I realized after a long time was that money's not what I want to go home and hug. And it does stress you out. But you know what? I, like Brian, walked away from those jobs and people thought I was an idiot and they still do. Sometimes they're like, why did my mom, your pension, why'd you leave your pension? What are you going to do? I'm like, this, you have no idea that that was not, you know, I felt every day I went to, I went to work and I was a teacher for a long time too. And I <sighs> loved kids, but you know what? Those walls, I felt every day that I should be reaching more people. Right. And it yeah. was like, not that I, you know, don't value what I did and those relationships and the thousands of people and, you know, over the years and you do, but sometimes when you're not following what you should be doing, I feel like there's a, you know, there's something that you're just, you know, I always felt that there was something bigger. There was something missing and I didn't know what it was. And, you know, Brian talks me off the ledge every once in a while when I'm like, oh my God, I just, I don't know what I'm doing. And he's like, Christine, shut up. You're, you got to trust the process of whatever's going on. Feel good. And, you know, like I don't wake up anymore thinking, wow, I don't feel fulfilled or wow, I don't feel like I'm following what I should be doing. I haven't felt yeah. that in a long time. Exactly. And on the That's days awesome. where I'm like, wow, I feel like, you know, like, like, oh, I got denied of this or I feel like I'm a failure of this. I still don't feel like I'm not being who I really am, which is a kind of crazy girl, but, um, but it's, crazy. but it's scary. Like that's the other thing I want to mention. Like Brian left, I left, you left. It is scary. People are not ready to just leave a career and it's not that we're telling them to but it is scary and it takes a lot of cojones to walk away but you do know it's the right thing to do we always know when it's the right thing to do we just got to get it it's like any relationship right you know when it's time you know when it's you're not there anymore you know when you've checked out you know when it's never coming back again and where you're like, I'm just going to lie here and I hope it's done very quickly. Yeah. Right. And <laughs> I wonder what's in, I want, I'm really hungry. I never said that, Christine. 
I'm really hungry. <laughs> I'm going to lay here for the next couple minutes, and I'm just thinking about the chicken wings I want to eat downstairs. Yep. Mm-hmm. Good. You yep. hit that point perfect, though, Christine. Like, I literally showed up every day, and I'm like, okay, I got to hit everybody in this community, like 1,600 people, employees and residents combined. And then I'm like, okay, now I got to hit every community in the corporation. So I started branching out to that. And then it was like, well, shit, I want to help the world. Like, I just feel like I'm not doing enough. Yeah. At that end of the day, I felt that too. Everyone needs to get Christine. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and when that, and, and look, all you're doing and, 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 and you too, Dean is, and, and myself included. Okay, I thought you were just pontificating. No, to us. We're, we're just, just giving away. <laughs> we're just giving away what we've, what we've, what we've got, like what, what we felt. We're like, man, this is so good. Everybody needs to have this. Here it is, you know, and that, of course, makes you a health nut, um, and, you know, and that, that's not, no, 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 you don't understand. I got something you need here. You know, it feels really good. You're going to like it a right. lot. Um, and it's not a pill. Yeah. Well, yeah, it might, it might take a little it's effort. It might take a little effort, you know, it's uh, and and uh, and look, I guess it isn't for everybody. But, um, you know, we know what we're doing. All of us. I yeah. wish everyone – I always say that. I'm like, I hope now that – like, I'm a different person than I was before. Like, I – you know, whatever that was. Like, you said you had that epiphany. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's a couple things in my life where I think my eyes opened to, like, hey, you know what? Life's kind of short to be unhappy in X, Y, and Z. And, you know, I think until you really understand or have that awakening – it really is an awakening is what it is – you have that awakening yeah. and your eyes open and you start living and you start feeling all the feelings, the goods, the bads, the everything yeah. and accepting that. And then the other thing is, is that you, you rid, it's almost like you, you know, Thanos snaps his fingers and half the, you get rid of the bad people, the toxic people in your life, people that are mm. not supporting you, the people that you just, they're not doing the things you want to do anymore. Like, I'm sorry. I, right. It, it's just, and it's okay to evolve and change, but I don't know. I'm like, I open up my social media and it's always positive. Right. There's never, like, I don't see this cesspool of toxicity in here where people are like, oh, oh, oh. I'm like, I can't I don't handle have that. this. I can't, yeah, it's like, that's pretty good. Yeah. I'm like, I, I don't know. Oh, maybe all those people deleted me. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They can drift yeah. away. Yeah. Later. Enjoy your cubicle. And so, like what you're saying there, it's like you're, it's so true. And um, it, 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 I really appreciate your guys's insight to already living and already going through this. And um, and I can tell you, this day or these last few weeks, like realizing these and changing this, and it's like I feel so good about what I'm doing, and I'm publicizing it to obviously to the world here that. It's like, obviously, I want you, you know, to bring in my mindset as a, as a corporate or, or, or as an individual or business or corporate consultant with, you know, well-bound solutions. Obviously, I want you to listen to Don't Talk About it with a Question Mark. See, Brian, I'm getting better at plugging. <laughs> and, um, but at the end of the day, like, what I really want from people is I want them to take a minute and look and see if, like, what we're going through is what, like, they're going through. And, you know, addressing those issues that bug you, I, you know, I feel like you cannot expect change without the willingness to support yourself in change. And um, it's been a lot of fun to get creative with other companies and other communities. And, you know, I always start with what are you passionate about? And I hear what they're passionate about as a com- community. And then I'm like, all right, where are your fuck ups? Like point blank, mm-hmm. tell me where they are. Mm-hmm. Like either if you're going to lie to me, you are not going to get your money's worth out of me. Like tell me where you're at. And it's like, oh, well, we really have. And every last one of them is communication, communication, communication. Mm-hmm. And it's like so much we don't ever share what's really going on in like, you know, in our communication level because we've reduced ourselves to just task managers and task delegators. So I kind of bring back a little bit of that humanity into the situation and then the numbers start to follow. Just be a good person. People will be attracted to that, you know? Oh my gosh. All right. So listen, 
do us a favor yeah. for all of our listeners. Um, give us all of your social media, your platforms, um, obviously podcast. Um, go. So then we can tell our listeners and then we're going to put that out on all of our social media platforms and website <laughs> as well. Perfect. All right. So um, I love a direct email. It's one of my favorite ways to get in touch with me, which is wellwithdean at gmail.com. Listen to uh, Don't Talk About It with a question mark on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Podbean, Spotify. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram. Um, I've got two accounts. I've got Don't Talk About It, Dean D., and uh, uh, which is my podcast one. That's where you're going to find more of your motivational stuff. Um, if you come across another account, it's at Mac Guinness, Dean um, D., that's all my artwork. That is my outlet. I'm a large scale abstract artist. And um, I just started getting back into painting because with work, I hadn't done it for a while. So if you see that you don't you don't have the wrong person. That is one of my dimensions. That's one of my outlets. We didn't even talk guys- about that today. Or we'll have to talk about that on a different a different show. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And uh, so I hope people follow me. Um, and those are those are my platforms right now. Like I said, I just started down this road June 19th. Um, so I'm in, you know, uh, I'm still in the beginning phase. And uh, it's, uh, it's a great road. So don't be disappointed when you jump onto, uh, you know, my Instagram, there's like two followers. Oh, you know what? You know what? I, I'm going to give you one, one suggestion, one Christine suggestion. So are you ready? Here goes a pearl. Ready? Okay. You just said, um, I hope people follow me. Uh, you get rid of that word. Hope you bury it in the backyard <laughs> and you say, people will follow me. People Bam. follow me. There you go. There it is. Right. I make statements now. Whether <laughs> I don't even care how people react. Oh, man. One of, like, one of my favorite lines that, that my it. wife uses all the time is, hear me now, quote me later. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hans and Franz. <laughs> right? Oh, my. Oh, I will, I will strike hope from my, my, my Get rid of that shit. There you go. There it is. I Absolutely. make statements now, she says. <laughs> oh, my God, Dean. I, I have a fun statements. time with this one. Oh, well, hey, you guys have both been great. This has been an excellent highlight to the day, to the week, to the month, to the future development of wellness through a new perspective. All of it. <laughs> Beautiful. I love it. Dean D. McInnes. You have been fantastic and we are very uh, very grateful to get some of your time today and I'm sure we will be keeping in touch. All of our listeners will put out all that information to them and uh, Dean, you have the best weekend ever. You too. I appreciate it. Thank you both for your time and as like Brian says, it is the best day ever. Best day ever. It is. And with that said, it's Christine Conti. <laughs> and I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Peace.